Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the automatic bonus progression system from Pathfinder Unchained. This is part of our 400 series all about alternate rule systems. If you find yourself wondering, where's episode 401? That is because this is a special preview episode of our 400 series. So what is the automatic bonus progression? Well, let me read a quote to you from the book. In order to face the dangers of the game, characters in the game normally need items that grant bonuses to their statistics. With this variant, characters instead gain those bonuses automatically as they increase in level, allowing them to use magic item slots for more interesting items. Christian, I'm sure you've heard these things before. Ring of Protection, Amulet of Natural Armor, Cloak of Resistance. I certainly have. The Cloak of Resistance in particular is like the poster child for this entire problem in that in optimal play, uh, if you want to stay current with the challenge rating of creatures, you basically have to buy these items. Not necessarily have to, but it's a very good idea if you want to be alive. The Cloak of Resistance is probably the strongest item in the game, and it's kind of what I consider toxic because like it forces you to buy it. You don't want to die. You want to make your saving throws. It's, <laughs> right. so, ch it's, it's so cheap. I would like not to be dominated, but then it just hedges out all the plethora of magical coolness mm -hmm. that it can exist in the shoulder slot but nope i need my cloak of resistance because mm -hmm. the game kind of is balanced around the fact that i can buy this item from the core rulebook i tell you it it took me a long time i i would almost say embarrassing long but it's not embarrassingly long because they don't actually ever explain to you that you need this stuff uh for me to understand that i needed these items i i mean the majority of my pathfinder career i've not even known that these were sort of you know expected uh, some of these i didn't even know existed and when i would come across them ring of protection okay plus two deflection bonus to ac uh whatever i'd rather grab something else who cares about two ac and little did i know how important these things were if you don't have these items and this also includes by the way weapon and armor enhancements the plus one plus two different qualities you can get on them and the sort of you know stats like the belt of giant strength and things like that 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 boost your ability scores headbands of intelligence and charisma and such right that all of a sudden when you're facing a, a beast that should be uh, fair and balanced for you to fight you're at an extreme disadvantage and especially as you get higher in the game some of these things can be great problems because when you do get hit when you do fail a saves there are sort of larger consequences usually at higher levels if you can't tell caleb thinks this is a great system and fixes uh, <laughs> a problem in the game i do think well, that yeah, before i before i really want to even give my opinion whether or not i think it's good or not i i, I want to just explain what i do think it's trying to solve and then we can kind of talk about whether or not it's 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 doing it well or not but for me, the biggest thing, aside from, A, not even knowing that I need these, and I can see how a lot of players wouldn't even know that they need them, because uh, it's not really listening anywhere, I don't know when to get them. I don't know when I'm supposed to have what level I'm supposed to, because each of these things generally have, like, five stages, I think, plus one to plus five, essentially. Um, obviously, the headbands go to plus two, plus four, yada, yada, yada. And I don't know, like, when when do I need to upgrade it from plus one to plus two? I just don't know. And... And I even scoured the internet um, with with a fine tooth comb. I even went to like the third page of Google results and could not find a listing anywhere where it told me this is when you need to get what. And what really, really, really is the biggest problem for me, I think, with this sort of assumption in Pathfinder is I also don't feel like keeping track of all that. 
It's a lot of fluff. I already have to do a lot of crap with Pathfinder, and I don't want to add this. This is five more things to, 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 to focus, all right? This, this, I don't like this, Christian. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that, like, when the, the flag should be a half-mast, Christian. Half-mast is too high, all right? I don't like it. Believe it or not, the game does expect your character to get stronger at some point. These are all avenues to make your character stronger. The problem with them, though, is that they are completely ubiquitous. Um, and it kind of just becomes a stagnant point in the game where, you know, you want more AC, you're going to end up buying one of these items. And at some point, you are going to want to increase your AC. AC does not increase naturally. Um, your stats do not increase strongly naturally. And these are some of the only avenues you have to do that. Yeah. You, you just you just said something. Your stats do not increase naturally well or good, whatever the frick you just said, or significantly. Yes, they go up by like plus one every, what, four or five levels? That's, that makes me think that I don't need to do anything else. Look, it's already built in my character sheet, but that's wrong. They don't, they don't tell you, Christian. They don't tell you. <laughs> I would find it weird if there was a table that said, buy a ring of deflection plus two at level eight. It, it all varies, but I think this is, this is something that I was really looking forward to when I saw it put into Unchained. Um, I haven't really gotten much chance to exercise it yet or utilize it in any of my campaigns. Most of them were already running and it was switch in the middle. But it's definitely something that I think would be really cool to have. A simplification of me buying all these items that I get every time. I don't want to buy a ring of protection anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we talked about the problem. Let's talk about what the system's solution to that is. According to the ABP, you no longer need to be buy these items. In fact, you no longer are able to buy these items. Every certain amount of levels, you're going to gain certain bonuses. And the progression breaks down into three sections. Stat bonuses, which is, you know, your deflection bonus, sort of your ring of protection replacer. Your natural armor, armor bonus, your amulet of natural armor replacement. And your resistance bonuses to your saving throws, which is your cloak of resistance replacement. They come through bonuses to your ability scores, which are meant to replace your belt of physical stats and your headbands of mental stats. And your weapon and armor bonuses. This includes enhancement bonuses to weapons, armors, and shields. For a system trying to address a problem, they certainly didn't address the problem that enhancement and enchantment are incredibly similar words that both apply to the same item. When we say enhancement yes. bonus, we're talking about the plus one through plus five static bonuses that you can put on weapons and armor just to give them either plus one to attack and damage or plus one to their AC. Enchantments like flaming, icy, lightning, um, they still exist. So, for example, at level three, you're going to get a plus one resistance bonus to your saving throws. At level four, you get a plus one enhancement bonus to your weapons and armor. At level five, you get a plus one deflection bonus to your AC, yada, yada, yada. And then that's sort of like, that's the, the streamlined, like it just happens. It's, it's not difficult. There's not a whole lot of choice involved. And then when it gets to the weapon and armor, it's a little more complicated. Once a day, you can select a weapon and armor and shield if you have one, which you are attuned to. And I'm going to quote something now. In this system, magic weapons, armor, and shields never have enhancement bonuses of their own. Those bonuses are granted only through attunement. Any weapon, armor, or shield special abilities on attuned items count against a character's enhancement bonus from attunement. To determine an attuned magic item's enhancement bonus, subtract the cost of its special ability from the enhancement bonus granted by attunement. For example, if a character with plus three enhancement bonus from weapon attunement wields a keen scimitar, she subtracts one point of her enhancement bonus for the cost of Keen, leaving her with a plus two Keen Scimitar. 
the character doesn't have enough of an enhancement bonus to afford the special ability, she can still use the weapon's power on its own, but the weapon gains no enhancement bonus. And lastly, there's legendary gifts. At level 19 and up, you get legendary gifts. These are ways to further advance your ability scores, weapons and armor bonuses beyond what you automatically get. These are meant to replace artifacts and like the wish spell to increase your ability scores i believe i think also like without this you don't get a plus five weapon so you have to sort of choose a legendary gift that'll let you have the plus five or to attune like two different weapons so you can two up and fight with special things things like that but because of all this what happens is all your wealth per level is decreased by half what's wealth by level there is a table in the core rule book that says when you add up a character's equipment, when you add that, all the cost of it together, if they are progressing correctly and balanced, they should be at so much cost. Like at level three, you should have roughly 3,000 gold worth of gear on you. At level four, you should have roughly 6,000 gold worth of gear on you, etc. Okay. This is very important for uh, GMs, especially if you start a campaign, you know, not at level one, and to make sure that your encounters are sort of balanced if you're using the CR system. So judging this system is going to be a very subjective thing. I first went to do something that is objective, and I wanted to play a game of Mathfinder. Um, Ooh, everyone's favorite <laughs> sub-game of Pathfinder. I play it every time. So with the system, you're getting these static flat bonuses of stats, and you're also getting 50% of the wealth. So what I did is that with the stats that we are getting, we should be getting basically half of our wealth per level in the stats that are automatically given to us through this system and the gold that we actually get. So at level three, a character not using the system should have roughly 3,000 gold worth of gear. Using the system, they should probably have about 1,500 gold worth of gear in addition to the automatic bonus progression. And that should be around 1,500 worth of progression. For this to actually be a fair system, we have to consider that our stats we're getting should probably be over 50% of the normal wealth per level because you have to consider you might be a character that's getting a stat bonus that you do not need and you're getting it in an order that is not of your choice. So I think it should probably float closer to around 60%, mid 60s to be a comparable to what you would normally have. So after doing all the math, you know, at level four, you get your plus one weapon and armor, I added up the cost of those and compared it. And what I found is that what the automatic bonus progression system gives you is typically averaging out at about 61% of your wealth per level. This does not include level 19 and 20, because that's when you get the legendary gifts, and I have absolutely no idea how they fit into this equation. But typically from levels 4 to level 18, it's about 60% of your wealth per level in the stats that automatic bonus progression is giving you. So right there, try and look at it objectively, it seems pretty comparable it seems pretty balanced mm -hmm. and that is just cash wise i mean if you're getting 61 percent of the money but it's all into i'm making this up this obviously isn't the case charisma and you're not a character using charisma then it's not really cost effective or if you're say a fighter and you get a bonus to your mental stat you're not like woohoo i'm such a stronger character now you're like eh, i get like one more skill point a level i probably wouldn't have chosen this first so we've seen the problem we've seen their solution Let's talk pros and cons. 
uh, as Christian sort of hinted at the beginning, I really like, mm, I should say, most of the system, and Christian, not so much. It's kind of funny when we, I've thought about this a, a little bit, when we do these these podcasts, there's not often that Christian and I disagree. If we were to just like snapshot our Discord and look at it, Christian and I do nothing but argue. <laughs> if you look at it, you would think that we hate each other and that we are not friends. That's true, but I try to shove that down deep so we can continue the podcast. No, I think it's very funny because this was a case where it, the two sort of overlap. We were really going back and forth about this. We really had strong opinions, and they were on the opposite ends of the aisle. So I'm looking forward to talking about this section. Finally, Christian, we come together, and we can fight it out. Time to manufacture some drama. And the winner gets to take over the podcast. <laughs> I don't want it. You can keep it. The winner gets top billing at the start of the episode. What is it usually? Uh, <laughs> professors Caleb and Christian. So I'm top. So maybe Christian, you can you can you can dethrone me. Ooh, <laughs> time to get in the ring. <laughs> so the number one pro for this is that, in my opinion, it lessens the burden of knowledge on the players, which in particular lessens the burden of knowledge on newer players. Paizo representatives actually recently put out like a tweet or something. It said like, hey, like, give us some suggestions. Like, what do you guys think that we should do? What's something that you guys want to see? And something that was very, very common to see is like some sort of guide to tell me what to do, some sort of way to trim down the feats and the items because there's so much content. Mm -hmm. I think there's like issues with that statement because it's not like you have to use everything every pu ever published. Um, but let me spin a tale of what it's like to optimally buy items in Pathfinder. So we have our items that say increase our AC. You got your rings of protections, you got your amulets of natural armor, you got your bracers of armor, you got your belts of dex, yada, yada, yada. It is more cost effective to buy a variety of those items at lower cost than it is to, say, get a ring of protection plus one, upgrade it to a ring of protection plus two. It's actually pretty cost prohibitive to upgrade these items. So a character leveling up wants to buy an amulet of natural armor plus one, and then they want to also get a ring of protection plus one. That way, overall, they're getting a plus two armor bonus. This only costs about 4,000 gold, whereas one of these items at the plus two bonus costs 8,000 gold. Not everyone even knows about the existence of these items. Not everyone knows how important they are. And not everyone knows the most cost-effective way to purchase them. It's not very fun are exciting, and to stay optimal, it's just not a great experience. Like I said, I didn't even know about them till later half of my time with Pathfinder, and I still can't tell you when you should get which items and when you should upgrade them. And don't mistake it, the game expects you to have certain stats at certain times. God bless you if you know what they are, but the fact is, even if you think you do, you cannot be sure you're correct. I remember my players killing a monster who had a plus one weapon, so I was like, I guess it's time for my players to have plus one bonuses on their stuff? But for all I know, monsters are given better items to challenge the party. And if the party had them, they would be overpowered. Or maybe they're given weaker items, so when they're looted, the players don't just jump in power level. I don't know. I can't be sure. This is my favorite part of the system. It takes the guessing out of the game. Oh my gosh, I hate myself. I just did like I just did like a, a Trump finger thing with my fingers. <laughs> I've been watching too much news. I Wow, okay. I could have gotten away with it. No one would have known, but I, I feel so ashamed I have to admit it. Okay, my hands are now on the table. But for me, this is like making base attack bonus automatic instead of having to buy items to make sure it progresses competitively. We earlier talked about the 
every four levels you get a plus one to one of your stats. Like there, there's the the fa- the fabric of well, your stuff is just going to upgrade through time. It's just the way it works. Your B A B just upgrades through time. If I had to buy certain items at certain times to make sure it went up right, I I want to blow my brains out. This is what this thing does for me, and this is important to me. And I'm and I, I think it's huge. I think it's important in China. <laughs> The, the AC is actually the most important one, I think, out of the system, because unlike everything else, AC never progresses naturally outside of a few choice classes, and that's typically because they have an alternate armor system like Monk. Right, because they don't get the best armor. They have to compensate. To, to keep your AC going up, because BAB always goes up, which means people are always getting a higher chance to hit you and kill you, but AC never naturally increases. So you need to get the rings, you need to get the amulets, you need to increase your armor, you need to increase your shield. Um, the AC part is my favorite because it's kind of like pseudo putting in AC scaling into the game. Something that I thought was kind of, I don't know, weird about it was it's, it's sort of the artifact of having this, this old system where you had to buy these different items. This automatic bonus progression gives you, you know, the deflection bonus and then the, you know, natural armor bonus. It didn't have to separate them. It could have just, your AC gets increased by one enhancement bonus or whatever, one, just name one type of bonus. It could have kept going on like that. It's already removing the other items that would overlap, but whatever. And by the way, just uh, to- well, so, some increase your touch AC, some increase your flat-footed AC, which would be an important oh. distinction. All right, excellent. There, glad I, glad now I know that. And just a rabbit trail to you were talking about them asking, you know, hey, anyone to fix? And how we're like, there's a lot of things to go through. I I I, I looked it up just at the core books. There's over two thousand three hundred magic items. Almost a thousand mundane gear, a thousand five hundred feats, and a thousand one hundred arcane spells. That's just arcane. There's a lot of stuff to go through in this game. Another pro. This frees up slots that would otherwise be filled with these must-buy items. Uh, this opens these slots for use of other stuff. There's a lot of cool items you can get in the neck, shoulder, head, and ring slots that are now available to you. I remember, like, one of my f- first ones I ever discovered was the Cape of the Mountain Back, or Mount Back, something like that. Let's you, like, teleport around, dimension door around sort of thing. I thought that was awesome. And then, of course, now with this, though, it's like, oh, no, you can't have that. You've got you've to wear the Cloak of Resistance. Sorry. Eh, now you can do that. And mentioning that there were there were over uh, 2,300 magic items, you've just opened up a whole lot more into four different slots. Not not that you couldn't – you always had two ring slots, but having one taken up was still something. And that's that's not hyperbole. You you do need to wear your Cloak of Resistance. Um, like I said, I think Cloak of Resistance is the number one problem child that this fixes because there is a literal encyclopedia of cool magic items, like Caleb said. But y- you just can't replace – your cloak of resistance, because no matter whatever cool stuff your cape of the mounty back does, you'd probably have a lot more fun if you were alive. Yes. Uh, yep. Apparently, there's rules for combining magic items, but I don't know them, and I've never played with anyone who does, which is probably doing disservice to the system. Maybe that is the solution to this unsolvable problem, but I just don't know about it, and and it seems to be very little little known. It's, it's known, just people don't touch it because... It's pretty complicated, and it mm. is very expensive to combine two magic items. I see. And even when you do find these cool magic items and you want to replace your belt of decks or whatever, you don't even want to put it on because, like, well, now I got to adjust my whole character sheet. I'm a dex-based character. Okay, I got to decrease my AC. I got to go decrease my initiative modifier. I got to go increase my attack bonuses on my rolls. A lot of people use pen and paper. It's a pen and paper RPG. You don't want to have to go through erasing all that and rewriting it just because you found an item you really want to use. But that is, and actually, this system doesn't help that much. You're still going to get those bonuses and still have to rewrite your stats. 
And lastly, uh, I think it helps with balance. For me, this helps balance character power level much the same way point buy does. I didn't know about point buy when I first did this game. I had everyone roll, and one guy sort of clearly was more powerful than the others. And I remember the sort of problems that occurred when I discovered point buy, talked to the group, and said we should do point buy. And of course, everyone was for it, except the one guy who had great stats, right? We did it anyway. It was kind of weird, but it, it made the game go better now that he wasn't shining out, uh, outshining everybody. And this kind of does that for me. Everyone's going to get the same sort of, you know, point buys. They still get to choose where they're going to put their points into which ability score is going to get this increase. And it's all, it's the same across the board. Unlike the other guy who happens to, he's a fighter and he needs to, he fights with three different weapons. So he needs to make sure he spreads out all his money across all these weapons. And the other guys, so I'm just a, I'm just a magic user. So I can just spend all my money and a plus six mental stat while you're still busy just trying to enchant your swords and you don't have enough money to buy your, you'll get, you'll get, plus, get a plus two belt of giant strength. Good luck, buddy. I mean, this helps balance it out just a little bit more. I mean, I think it can help limit balancing issues, but just because everyone's the same doesn't mean that they're balanced. I mean, just for an example, classes have different starting gold for a reason. Not all classes are the same, and kind of homogenizing them, it, it can limit balancing issues, but I don't think it's like a purebred solution. I'm sorry, Christian. I don't think that's a strong argument. You're just talking about starting gold, which is a difference between like 10 and 100 gold at level one. Char uh, character wealth per level beyond level one is the same for every character, no matter your class. And it, we didn't see the way the progressions go, but the balance can jump. In automatic bonus progression, at level six, for instance, you get a mental stat. And then at level seven, you get a physical stat. So for a short while, anyone that relies on a mental stat is going to be pretty much better than anyone who relies on a physical stat. Better earlier. Right, so eventually it'll level out. Right. But it still does exist a little bit. And you could still game the system. Me and Caleb were playing in a campaign where um, the GM switched to automatic bonus progression, and the other person we were playing with found this cute little thing you can do where you can slap all your armor enchantment bonuses like on your shield and still technically get the bonuses while getting all the enchantments. Yeah, it, it, unless I understand this grossly wrong, which I don't think I do. It's talking about how, you know, you, you spend your enhancement bonus to get enchantments, but you're tuning to one weapon or one armor or one shield. So what you could do, so you get plus two enhancement bonus total at, at whatever level this you get that. I forget which level it is. You can get plus five enhancement bonus worth of enhancements on your armor, let's say. And normally, if that was your attuned piece of equipment, okay, well, you've spent your your enhancement bonuses. It's just going to be a plus zero, you know, keen, flaming, yada, yada, yada. But then you can just instead attune your shield. And now you've got your plus two shield and you've got your armor with all that stuff. You've, you've beaten the system. It's the same thing with weapons. You can do it, which is probably easier with weapons than it is with armor. You have, you know, two weapons you use. One is your flaming, poisoning, raging sword of doom. And then you've got your, your your bow, which you just let you have the plus two to get the plus two attack and plus two damage. It's really sort of a, a, a sort of a glaring loophole and very quick to it's very quick to discover and very easy to exploit. So we've already started bickering a little bit, so we're going to officially move into the cons. Here we go. Which I think neither of us inter like agree with either each other on the cons. I'm ready. So the first thing that came up while discussing the system was, wait, was how, how the heck does Monk work? Monk does not rely on any of the standard items that any other mm -hmm. character uses. And similar to Monk, there's a couple other classes that are multiple attribute dependent. Amulet of Mighty Fists, Bracers of Armors... What's going on here? Like, what does Monk even do? Mm -hmm. They can't technically... By the way it's written, which I really just think it's the way they wrote it wrong, you can't add the enhancement bonuses to your fists. 
Oh wait, no, that's wrong. You can right. This is where we're gonna, where we're talking about uh sort of we're getting to some weird mojo here because it's if you're looking at the wording, you're not sure how it is. But I use a a a, a paid for program called Hero Lab, which will do it for you and it'll throw up an error if you're doing something you're not allowed. And it let me put my ench- enhancement bonuses onto an amulet of mighty fists as well as the enchantments. So yeah, they have, they have this weird interaction with amulet of mighty fists. And the enhancements. And then also, technically, the way it's worded, you can't actually choose your fists for the enhancements because they're not actually weapons. Mm -hmm. They're natural weapons, and they usually differentiate the language between the two. Now, you think this makes monks stronger, right, Caleb? The way you're interpreting it? Yeah, because now they don't have to spread things out as much. They they sort of get double the bonus without having to even work around uh, with loopholes. I, I think monk gets it good and bad. Just being... A mad class, um, they kind of suffer in the system because you you can't boost multiple ability scores of the same type until later in the game. So monk, paladin to an extent, um, they want charisma or wisdom, they want strength, they want dex, they want con, um, and they kind of need that to function well and they can't get, like, for instance, you can't get a bonus to both strength and dexterity until, like, level 12 or something like that. This one, actually, I think I'll give you. No, Caleb, disagree. <laughs> no, no, we're, don't worry. We will. But that one I didn't think out too much. I think I agreed you there. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just getting ready to open up our presents. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's def- We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, get some eggnog, pour yourself a cup of cheer, grab some dice, and join us. Alright Christian, this one's for me, open it up! Open it up. Oh Caleb, a, a bag of dice, how unexpected. My next point, I I don't think it's as much a con as much as it's a reason not to choose this system in that I think optimal play isn't for everybody. Sometimes you have a campaign that stays at lower levels, or sometimes you have a lower fantasy campaign, in which place the PCs get less loot than they normally would. And even if you do start having balancing difficulties, the DM can dynamically adjust enemies to compensate for their player's strengths and weaknesses. It's something that I personally do a lot. I'm sure Caleb does it occasionally. Um, this system caters to optimal play, which I don't think is necessarily everybody's campaign. This is the definition of my jamming career. You say sometimes, that's all the time, Christian. I, <laughs> I make my encounters based off my players and their abilities. Even with this, however, things can get difficult. Semi-players who are not using the system don't invest the proper amount of money and resources into their weapons, and they don't have the plus three raging poisoning thing of bullcrap, or whatever is necessary to give them a good chance to hit the AC of this dragon. All of a sudden, I've jumped into Lewis Black territory. I've got my finger pointed out to the side. And I promise you, nobody wants to know about my real life. Because I don't have one! (laughs) I can't just send a lower CR dragon at them. Because even though his AC is lower, his attacks now don't do much damage. Same with the reverse. If my players are always hitting ACs because they put in too much into their weapons, I can't just send them a higher CR dragon because even though his AC now is at a good point for my players' attacks, now his damage is way more than they can handle. 
That happens to me all the freaking time, Christian. And this system helps keep that from happening. It, it solves what is like almost an unsolvable problem for me without just cheating and saying, just looking at the stats and saying, all right, this dragon, it, they're hitting its AC all the time, so I'm going to do the next level dragon up, but I'm just going to reduce his damage by D6 or his health by 50. Now I've got to make all these changes. I'd rather just be able to just look, here's the proper dragon to send at them. Well, obviously, I'm talking about fair encounters, not encounters I'm trying to scare my players away from or trying to give them easy encounters. I'm talking about fair encounters. Well, Caleb, some, some of us know how to balance encounters without mm -hmm. the system, Caleb. So what's but, your solution I, to the whole, they're hitting the AC of the dragon, and you send a higher dragon, it's going to rinse them? What's your solution to that? Well, what I don't understand is that if your players bought items that increase their ability to hit, they're hitting a lot. Why is that a bad thing? They should be suffering in the defense, and if the thing is, you know, a CR-appropriate encounter, and they spent all their money on bonuses to hit, then their AC and health pools and defenses should be weak because it's because that's no fun it just results in like wiping it's that's no it's no fun it's like if with somebody who rolled their stats and they put all their points into strength well, it's like you know what listen you have no con you have negative con you're probably gonna die quick you know that's the trade you make yeah but then they just they are out of the game they do look it's not a fun balance out like hey it balanced out yeah but it sucks you're dead now we you use point by to fix that so it doesn't happen i mean if you're character if your player builds badly that's what and, this does this helps you from, this stops you from building badly I'm just saying, maybe at higher levels, I can definitely see this being a problem because you can have really, you know, high variables between stats because it's like, I've only ever bought belts of strength and weapons and yeah. my AC <laughs> is still 18. But like, if you're at least within like wealth per level, like if your AC is one, two less, it shouldn't be like that huge diverge between life and death. And you know what else? My players are freaking playing this game. They don't need to keep track and they don't know all this stuff. And half my players, most of my players, almost all my players didn't even know about this. And when they get to the thing, it's just like they have nothing. They have nothing, Christian. I don't feel like holding their hands. Come on, guys. Oh, you know, nope, nope. I, I know I gave you 6,000 gold, but I'm going to, you guys have to buy this now. Just build it in. Build it in. And I agree with that. It should be buying things that you want to buy, not things you have to buy. Things that are relevant to the problem at hand, not necessarily things you need to buy because th that's how progression works. Right. Let's go on to the next point. So my next point is kind of a strange one, um, but it was just my personal feelings that I had built this character for the campaign me and Caleb were in. It was a very strange character. Um, it was multi-classed and used a lot of weird stuff. And then we went to switch to automatic bonus progression. And it just kind of, I wouldn't say it butchered my character, but it definitely made it a lot weaker. And it made a lot of things that were possible before basically impossible that I thought were just for fun. Like, they weren't even necessarily powerful things. They were just fun things. I've been doing, I've been playing Pathfinder for a really long time. I spend a lot of time, you know, making builds, dealing with the mechanics. And automatic bonus progression, to me, you know, for, for me, feels like training wheels. I'm not saying it's like that for everyone. That's how it feels for me. Making a build is where I derive a lot of my enjoyment from the game, making the mechanics match with the role-playing, and this system takes a large part of that away from me. I've been playing this game for years as well. I enjoy making stuff as well, and ABP, to me, feels like a balanced way to allow you to focus on customizing your character in other ways than the most boring ones, straight-up flat numerical bonuses to generic stats. How much flexibility do you really have with that? Would you rather have them given to you so you can focus on more interesting ways and other interesting magic items to customize your character? Now, I, I would agree more with you if it was just, say, AC or um, it was just AC and maybe saving throws. But the fact that armor and weapons and stats is where that kind of blurs the line. And those are really important decisions for me to make because stats affect 
you know, my class ability DCs and the pool of points I get for certain class abilities. Some characters are completely focused, say, around their weapon. You know, there's, I can't think of one in popular culture right now, but you always think of that person that's like, you know, has the really, really important sword. I don't know, Link, the master sword. Like, what if I want to dump all my stuff into my sword because that's who my character is? Yeah, it's a dumb way to build the character, but sometimes I want to build dumb characters. Well, Christian, I have no argument against that. I agree. Without this system, you can definitely make dumb characters. <laughs> what if I want to be dumb, Caleb? Why else would I be doing this? <laughs> Which I guess this this blends into the next point that I had in that this is harmful to unique characters. And it homogenizes builds. Not every character can be defined by just a single mental stat, a single physical stat, one really important weapon, one important piece of armor. Sometimes you have a weirder build, or sometimes you have a more nuanced build. Sometimes you have a character that you specifically build in optimally, and people love that. People love your stupid green text stories about Sir Barrington <laughs> and the luchador that tackles dragons. They're stupidly unoptimized, but they're they're dumb, and we love that. And you can't do that with the system. It homogenizes everyone, which I think is really, really dangerous in a game that is very heavily rooted in customization and personalization. Very strange builds can definitely be hampered by this. This may be the one point I agree with you on here in the cons uh, with sort of no reservations. This system is for standard characters, which I would argue, again, making comparison like ability point is to for standard sort of characters. I mean, I've propped up ability point by, but... Not everyone uses that. There's a lot of people who enjoy the other ways you can determine your ability scores. Yeah, sometimes people make whole campaigns where, like, they go in and they're like, we're going to randomly roll everything. We're going to randomly roll our class and our race and our stats and the spells we choose. And, like, that could be fun. And obviously for that kind of game, you wouldn't use the system. It is optional. Sure. I'm with you there. <laughs> Caleb wants to make it the de facto way to play Pathfinder, but it is an optional system. This is this is a Pathfinder 400 optional systems that you better use. <laughs> or Caleb's gonna find you. I, I'm gonna find you because I <laughs> because I'm a hunter and I'm a human and I'm coming. <laughs> we get like too much enjoyment out of like five of the same sound bites from Alex Jones. They're just so. Good. They're so good. You know, when you don't use this system, turn the friggin' frogs gay! <laughs> they had this system, they'd be straight like everyone else. <laughs> you get the ring of shielding, you put it on your finger, it pops. It pops. Serious crap! <laughs> this is what they do, people. They infiltrate our homes, they go into our builds, they change their points around. We need this automatic bonus progression to stop them. Help me stop! Globalism, help me stop the globalists by buying our special supplement, uh, a automatic bonus progression <laughs> made with real human bones. If you guys haven't seen Alex Jones, I'm sorry, this isn't funny to you. He's sort of just a ridiculous sort of um, shock jockey, sort of. It's hard to explain. The plethora of magical options are leaking in through the splat books and inverting our minds. I'm telling you, Paizo doesn't want you to know about these, but I've gone into the deep books. I've gone into the, I've gone into third party books and I found them for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how else do you going to want to rain on my parade, Christian? What's next? Well, I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, someone wrote something on the notes, Caleb. <clears throat> um, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I am not above publishing these notes so people can see your lies. <laughs> I am above. That's it's actually extra work, so I'm totally above doing. It. I'm not going to be doing that. Yes, yeah, so they can see that you just read straight off a script. Um, so this system is better for spellcasters. Like the majority of alternate rule sets that Paizo has 
put out. And this is definitely my bias in that I think that any system that is not punishing magic users in somehow, you know, <laughs> if you put everyone on the same level, by default, magic users are better than non-magic users. If you're now lifting them all up at the same rate, the magic users are by factor just better. Um, you know who really likes having just one stat? Spellcasters. You know who? What? Why? Why do you not get a physical stat until level seven? That's just crazy to me. The the in my personal opinion, Caleb's gonna say that there's no way I can know this, and that none of my experience matters. But the weapon and armor scaling bonuses are incredibly slow. I don't understand why I would ever use a shield with the way this works. Better for spellcasters. Okay, Christian, level seven. Yeah, yeah, you kind of just throw that number out there. Level six, when you get your mental stat, it's not like it's four levels before. And that's right. As a spellcaster, I'm so excited to use all those weapon and shield attunements. What are you talking about? And I swear, if you say Mithril Buckler one ooh, time, just ooh, one time, Christian, ooh, I swear. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Mithril Ham, Hamarchy. I'm going to say Mithril Buckler. I'm going to say the defending weapon bonuses, because this actually goes back to what we were talking about earlier in that you could still cheese the system. It's attempting to limit power through knowledge, but you could still cheese the heck out of this system. You wouldn't love just free armor from your mithril shield as a spellcaster and then get that there's some weapon enhancement where you can just turn the weapon bonus into your AC bonus. I don't even know the name of it, but I know it exists and I know that like if you are now wanting to play optimally in this system, that's what you would do. And now there's a whole new metagame to learn. But I can't blame people Actually, for I don't even know what you're talking about. You're talking about some weird, wacko, strange loophole build where you get an enhancement bonus onto a weapon that a caster would never use. It's Minus, a cool obviously, like, mages or something. Please don't do this to me. <laughs> Just to make it some weird, convert it into AC. All right, you found it, Christian. You found the one thing to make the weapon and armor enhancement bonus good for a caster. Congratulations. And, like... Uh, it levels, you're saying level six, you're saying level six, Caleb, but you know what level six, that's when spellcasters can cast level three spells and the fighter can't even get a plus two enhancement bonus to his strength unless by the grace of the wizard, he casts bull strength on him. This system is not Thanks, going Merlin. to fix the disparaging differences between it caster should. and martial character and it does not bolster the difference much at all. One it, level, excuse me, princess. It should, Caleb. It doesn't, but it should. <laughs> we should do an episode because I have some strong feelings about, you know, the power level of casters. I honestly don't think they're that much powerful for the same amount of effort. I think it's a lot of effort to be uh, – to take advantage of all that a spellcaster and give you. Unless you're an arcanist, when you can just switch your spells on the fly. Why prepare a scroll? You can just switch on the fly. hey And just get your spells back, bro. But we talk about that later. I wish I wish we had done our Arcanist episode after I played Arcanist. I have just fallen in love with them so much more. They are so freaking... It is like the beginner's baby's first uh, caster. I love it. Well, well, Caleb, you don't understand why casters are so much better because you're not good at the game. Anyway, my next point is that... I will not argue that I am. <laughs> that is correct. And I will continue to build my my four-armed, two, two, double two-handed weapon, Kasatha undead build, all day, every day. <laughs> and so I will my, my write freaking treatises. I will write dissertations on why you should get a .75 bonus on that second <laughs> offhand two-handed weapon. It's the way it is, Christian. Regardless of what Reddit says. Listen, forget Reddit, that. everything Reddit brought up, I had addressed in the main point, Christian. I've addressed <laughs> in the OP, which can stand for original post, and it isn't always just original poster, all right? <laughs> Reddit. 
So my my one last gripe with the system is that if you and one more thing <laughs> while we're talking about it, the stupid mithril buckler, get that out of here! You know I I'm playing caster right now. You know what I don't have a mithril buckler. You know why? Because it's dumb. I'm not one XC big freaking whoop. I'm not doing it, Christian. I have a cool look. I have a pointy hat, and I'm not ruining it with a buckler. <laughs> You know why I can't? You know what? Because I can't afford it. Because I only have 50% of my money now, Christian. I, it just occurred to me now that me waving my hat in the air is probably really bad for the audio. Now I have to reduce all these levels because I'm yelling. It's a lot of extra editing. Why are you wearing a hat inside? Because because I have long hair now and it just gets in my face. It's not long enough to be like out of my eyes. It's just long enough to poke me right in the freaking eyeball. I want to see your hair. I didn't know you had long hair now. Well, that's growing out. This is the, look, the problems of us not recording in the same room anymore. We can't look at each other and be like, hey, look, you're different. Which is great because I'm much fatter. I'm 200, I've broken 250 pounds. And I'm not going down, ladies and gentlemen. It's, this ride only goes up. <laughs> now, some say if I stopped drinking soda every day and stopped eating fast food literally every day like an animal, like a human garbage can, that maybe I could at least stop gaining weight. You know what I say to those naysayers? Yes, of course, but I have no self-control. How do you think I got this big? What am I supposed to do? Someone, please help me. Someone help. Send help quick. Please, somebody. Please. I can't. I can't do this anymore. I mean, again, that's the problem. I'm going to continue to do this. Kale, this isn't in the notes. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I need help, Chris. I need to cry for help. Uh, um, next on the notes, um... <laughs> I don't know how to deal with real problems. <laughs> this is where you just say, Caleb, you're right. You make me feel better. You just let me have this one for once, Christian, for once. I don't have a class ability for this, Caleb. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, if only there was some sort of automatic bonus progression. You can get the right numbers and the right stats. You get your diplomacy up and you can help me out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're right. <laughs> so my final gripe with the system is that if you look at the average length of a campaign, uh, most people don't go to level 20. Most people don't go past level like eight, I think, is like the average. Um, where campaigns tend to either end or just stagnate and people just don't pick it up again. I, I would definitely say the vast majority of gameplay happens between levels four and maybe eight or nine. So if you're in a campaign using automatic bonus progression and you stay in the level like six to nine realm, like what if you just don't, like what if you end at level six and you're the fighter and you just, you just never get that bonus to strength? And, and th th that seems like a weird gripe, but like for instance, uh, modules. Paizo doesn't just release, you know, level 1 to 20 adventures, they release modules, and these modules only exist at a single level. The way that the tables are prioritized, like, a two-weapon fighter might not just be able to exist in a campaign or in a module because they're just one level short of actually having two different weapons being at plus one. I don't entirely understand what you're talking about. Just because I'm not playing to level nine doesn't mean I should get the equivalent of an amulet of natural armor at plus six. I should get what I'm supposed to get at a certain point. Whether or not I have this system or not, the idea is that you're supposed to have a, I'm making this number up, a plus two natural armor around level five. You Whether you get it through the freaking automatic bonus progression system or actually buying the amulet, it shouldn't make a difference. The only thing I will concede is that the whole idea of you getting, you know, your magic stat first or your, your 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 mental stat first and then your strength stat, which can be a problem. But if you're a fighter that's like, oh, I'm just not going to, my fighter's useless to level six. This is not going to be the big difference. 
your plus one to attack roll. Sorry. If that's the big difference between whether your guy's good or not, you've made, you've, you've made a mistake somewhere else. This isn't your problem. Yet that was the big problem with your players in the dragon analogy. They just didn't have a plus one weapon and suddenly the dragon was like, Haha, I am immortal. A plus one ching, would not ching, have gotten ching. through the dragon's armor. <laughs> and like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not talking about the static well, bonuses, but I mean, to, to my examples were like the fighter thing. Like I play a module at level six. It's like, well, the wizard is just kind of just straight stronger than me. And as a fighter or barbarian, He's like I'm- one ability score. It's pretty big. If you're two-hand weapon fighting barbarian, that's a really big deal. All right. Ding, ding. The pugilism is over. Let's talk <laughs> about maybe how would we change this to, to if, if this thing in the fantasy world does have problems, which of course it doesn't. But if it did, what would we change of this perfect system? Not No longer being hy- hyperbolic. I would consider separating the three sections, allowing you to choose which you want which is the weapon and armor attunement rules, uh, the AC progression, and the ability score progression. I think the natural armor, deflection, and resistant bonus part of the system is the stronger and less controversial part of the system. We seem to pretty much agree that it's pretty good. Yes. And it, it's its benefits far outweigh any sort of cons that could possibly come up. Uh, I won't repeat them now, but there was a bunch. Um, and the ability score is good as well. But as Christian pointed out, there are some problems with it for certain characters. I usually have players that aren't min-maxers and optimizers, so I wouldn't mind giving them the same wealth that they would get under normal rules. And you know, I usually end up giving my players way more wealth than they should have anyway. And they still don't use all the stuff they get anyway, or all their money. Constantly, my players are dying with crap on their character sheet, and a lot of it is just like six digits of monies. I, I, it, I really like I, your... I'm just, let me just finish. Sorry. Sorry. And they, I don't know why I apologize when I don't... I, never mind. I do this all the time. When somebody else says something, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's okay. Caleb, it's okay. Um, which is weird because I hate that about people around here in Missouri. It freaking bothers me so much. And it's so polite. Hey, shut up. I don't know you. You just <laughs> put my groceries in the bag. <laughs> I don't know. You're you don't care about me. how I'm doing. I don't care about telling you. I've got places to be. We've got a line like five feet long, five people long behind me. Five feet. It's only one person. Can we just, can we just move on? Yeah, yeah, you hold open the door. It's the polite thing to do. Do I have to say thank you to everyone that does that? And freaking, you know, when I walk down the streets of Atlantic City, you know what I don't do? Look up. You don't do that. You just don't. You make eye contact. Guess what? You're getting in a fight. Here in Missouri, freaking the Midwest, I'm, I'm looking straight down because that's what I'm like. I'm programmed to do. Everyone's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like... I just got in nine fights. That's what would have happened. I don't like this, and I'm not getting used to a Christian. He's too nice. And you still recording? Fake. No one cares about who I am, and I don't care about who you are. I'm never going to see you again. Is this is this going in the podcast? Yes. I usually <laughs> I just wanted to offend everyone that lives near me. You're painting quite the picture of yourself, Caleb. In in, in in Trailblazers season two, I can't remember how it worked in season one, but definitely in season two, my players had like double at least the wealth they were supposed to have per level. And it, I was just able, I was able to change up the fights just a little bit because when I'm designing them, I just know what my players have, and I'm like, all right, I throw in an extra monster, or I throw in just a little bit tougher monsters. Like that's that's pretty easy to balance around, and I still think even with all that cool stuff, it's not. I, long story short, I don't think it's a big problem when you have more money than the quoted certain wealth by level. I don't think a chart is really gold standard. I think you can get away with giving double, triple it, and it's not that big of a problem in my humble opinion unless this sort of thing happens where you get a power gamer who's like oh yeah three times wealth per level say hello to 
three plus six belts of giant strength that somehow I got to str stack. Yeah, that's right. I know this weird rule loophole armor that gives my plus five enchantment bonus to my AC Christian. What are you talking about? Uh, aside from that case, I usually don't play with those kind of people. It's not a real big problem. So I don't really mind the whole wealth thing. I give them more. I, I really like your idea to separate each of the rules from themselves, like the weapon armor, uh, natural armor is its own option. It's very similar to the idea I had where I would just make there be different versions of the automatic bonus progression table that just change the order that you get stuff. Because if I'm a physical character, I don't want to get a mental stat at level 6. I would really much prefer to get a physical stat. I'd much prefer to get my weapon bonuses and armor bonuses earlier versus those other things. So make a spellcasting focus, a mental-focused bonus progression chart. Make a martial-focused bonus progression chart. That And that way, it also is a little bit more of the player's choice as to what they do. I would at least let players choose whether they get their physical or mental prowess first. So when you first get your ability score and it's it's mental, and like you said, I'm a fighter, I just pick strength instead. And then the next level is ability. Just swapping them out. Another potential solution is that just rule that the problem items we outlined, amulet of natural armor, ring of protection, just rule that they don't take up whatever requisite slot. Like you can basically buy this bonus. It's not actually an item because the money portions of this is already balanced technically, so why mess with that? Or alternatively, use what we we spoke about earlier, and that's the combined magic items rule. Maybe make combining magic items free for your cloak of resistance and your ring of protections and things like that. This has the disservice of it takes away one of the things I like most about the system and that it makes the game less complicated for players, but it does solve the problem of you have these items that are hedging out all of their items in their slots. Yeah, that it doesn't solve the the main problems I wanted to solve. The system solves. I I I really like the uh, the AC progression. I really like the ability score progression. I like how that helps balance my players, keeps them in line, lets them know when they should have what. Like I was talking about with the BAB, sort of just builds it sort of into their character when they should sort of progress. And that's what I like about it. The weapon and armor attunement rules. I like what it's trying to do. I don't think it does it well, and I think especially leaves out some huge loopholes, and that's sort of a thing. I just don't really want to use that very much, honestly. And just a small point I forgot to raise about the weapon enhancement bonus thing that I is something that I don't like with it, and sometimes I give my players a neat weapon. It's not a good weapon, but it's neat, and I want them to use it, but they're not going to use it because their main weapon has two to three bonus attack bonus over it and they want to hit things so sometimes they give them the cool weapon and the cool weapon is a plus two version of that cool weapon so it can actually you know they see the numbers match and they're like "Ooh, so now i can use the cool weapon and you can't do that in this system because enhancement bonuses don't exist what does starfinder do about all this they finally they got a chance to essentially sort of what they might do for like a pathfinder you know second edition what do they do to fix this so for those that don't know, Paizo released another core rulebook for another game, essentially. It's called Starfinder. It is aka Pathfinder in space, but they basically got to revamp uh, the way a lot of the rules worked. And there's two things that they did that fall in line with what we're talking about here. Um, AC scaling naturally, weapons and armor, like your, your equipment, is now leveled. So like... Instead of there just being like your light armor table where it's like, you got your chain shirt and your leather armor, there is a big table of armor that gets stronger and costs more money you know the higher and level you go so ac scales naturally in that game because you're going to be buying just you know the next piece of armor that's better uh in terms of the ability scores and things like that something starfinder did that i really like is that 
uh, in, in Pathfinder, you get one, one measly little, you know, your, your little bowl of water soup, one ability score to add at level four and level eight every four levels. It is so very abstemious and nothing to subsist off of. In Starfinder, they were like, you know what? At level five, pick four stats. They go up by two. Wow. So now there's just this natural scaling built into the game, and it's a very meaningful choice. That's a pretty big jump, though. It it is, but everything is bounded in that game, which is really hard to explain. But like getting all those big bonuses isn't a giant deal, okay. as it w- it would be in Pathfinder. Oh, this would that would be disgusting in Pathfinder. Okay. Now the only thing that would be disgusting in Pathfinder is if I was physically represented in the game. Oh yeah, that. Would, <laughs> there was an NPC of me. Uh, Just don't well, count I mean, me at the bathhouse, and you'll be fine. There is the bloat mage prestige class. All right, Christian, I don't need you to help me with this. <laughs> I got I got it pretty well handled. Thank you though. Hey guys, Caleb and Christian from the future jumping in here. We wanted to talk about a few other things about automatic bonus progression that we sort of have experience having used the system a little bit. This is the part where Caleb's going to tell you that I was right. Christian was right. Oh, he said it. What? (laughs) Who got our recording? Wait, no. Delete, 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 delete. Backspace, backspace. This doesn't stop. It's not working. The campaign that we were both in, the GM started using ABP, and then we started a new campaign that we were doing from scratch with ABP. So we got to experience it in its entirety. We found that at some point we were getting loot. We had finished what would be considered a dungeon, and we were, like, divvying up the loot. And Caleb was looking at, like, this armor. He has found, like, clockwork armor. And he was trying to figure out what was wrong with it. Ends up plus two clockwork armor that gives you enhancement bonuses to strength and dex isn't as interesting when you're into automatic bonus progression. Oh, wait, I can only boost it to plus one. It was supposed to be a plus two. Oh, we've got two plus one scimitars. We could sell that for loot, though. Wait, do are they plus one scimitars? We have to attune our weapons. I guess they're just scimitars. I guess we're not selling them as much. Wow, loot is really not exciting anymore, is it? Well, you know what? At least loot's not a massive part of the game that every tabletop role-playing game really makes a great focus and is a great amount of fun, and some people only play dungeon crawlers just to get more loot. At least that's not true, right? Any system that's going to make loot less exciting is... A little bit worrisome. So I'm going to have to double down on what I think our conclusion was. Our conclusion that the best part of this system really are the bonuses to your armor class, to your saving throws, and a little bit lesser so, your ability scores. Really the weapons and armor part of it didn't get executed super well. And I would recommend if you're going forward the system to maybe leave out that part. It feels nice to be vindicated. (laughs) Christian, tell me, how does it feel? It's like I'm... Breathing fresh air for the first time. <laughs> Christian, you want me to hit you with another one? I'm sorry. I should I should have trusted you. <laughs> Is this what it's like to be appreciated? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm gonna edit this all out so the listeners will never know. Actually gonna I'm gonna put a voice modulation so it sounds like you're saying you're sorry to me. <laughs> you still can't take this away from me, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in space and time. And this, this is true. <laughs> and, and I think we sort of had that conclusion, but I really want it's we were really solid on that now. At least I think we're together on that. So let's return you to your regularly scheduled program and we'll let past Caleb and Christian sign us off here. This is the first 400 series we recorded. And so I'm very interested to see if, uh, you know, the rest of the 400 series is this sort of split on the different systems. I'm very interested to find out. There's a lot of different systems. The really terrible make spellcasting worse system. The other really terrible alternate action economy system. I don't like any of the alternate systems, I don't think. And there's some I know that I know that you didn't like because you just simply didn't do when I asked you to do it, like alternate alignment. There's alternate skills. 
that I like. Do you like the? I don't know if you like the background skills. Oh, I love the background skills. I lied. Okay. I, well, I forgot about the alternate st- alignment. The next episode, <laughs> at least, at least we can fight then, maybe. See, I forgot about the ones I like because I just consider them default now. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. Listen to my good friend, Johan, at the end. He'll tell you how to get in contact with us to share your thoughts. We love, love hearing from you and interacting with you. So please tell us your opinion and um, some stories about using the ABP. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Hey, Andrew. You want to play some D&D tonight? No. I, I can't. You're not real. None of this is real! 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 Mental divergence can be a tricky situation, but we here at Tales from the Lich can be your hand in the infinite darkness. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com